Hello, everyone. Welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, a return guest, my friend, author, champion speaker, star, entrepreneur, <laughs> and a goal-setting expert. Derek, welcome to Speak Brave. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? I'll pay you later for that intro, uh, but in all seriousness, I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be on Speak Brave, very inspiring and uplifting, so I appreciate you considering me and your family. Thank you, always. Derek, so let's get straight to it. Uh, why, do, why should we care about goals right here in the later, later part of 2020? Uh, that's a great question, right? And, and being an expert in goal setting, I also want to talk about goal achievement, right? Because there's, you know, one thing more fulfilling than having a dream is seeing a dream come true, right? So the goal setting is one aspect, but goal achievement is quite another. And I like to say that goal setting, I learned this from a, a coach that I, I follow. He said, goal setting happens in our conscious mind. We think about accomplishing things. And then the actual achievement of those goals happens in our subconscious. It, as we think about you know, what we've written down, our mind starts to think about how we can, can accomplish things. And life is funny. You, you'll set a goal and all of a sudden people start coming into your life. It, it's weird how that, that works, but serendipity and other things are, are just amazing. So, you know, I've been looking at this for over 30 years and I have a methodology that I walk through that isn't a quick fix thing. I mean, my methodology takes a year of transformation, uh, which allows you to be a more effective goal setter and also goal achiever. And it's important right now because look at this year, what a mess. What a mess. We not only got a pandemic, but we uh, were hit and crushed with social injustice. And now we have economic issues, millions of people out of work. We've got an election coming up. I mean, this year has been a whirlwind. But I'll tell you this, Mark. If you exit this pandemic the same way you went in, you missed it. You got caught up in COVID, you got caught up in social injustice and didn't realize there were a number of silver linings out there for you to exploit. You could have taken the extra time to learn a craft or pick up a talent, to read more, to educate yourself more. And see, that's the key when you're in difficult times, there are usually opportunities. If you were ahead of the game, there's like tons of people making masks now, right? Custom masks. We, used, we started out with the little surgical masks. Now you got designer masks. I can start a business. I can do something in this troubled time. I can help people with self-care, mindset, all these different things that people went out to help others and look for the opportunities. So goal setting is not just about what you want to do when times are great. It's also how you find those opportunities when times aren't so great. You know what? You're so right, Derek. Let's get into specifics, and then we'll go through your methodology. And I know you had tremendous success with people in the profession and in the business as well. So let's talk about the current health crisis, right? How specifically are you uh, stretching your, your skill set, your knowledge, your brain, and your network? Because I know... A little bit insight on, on Derek as a professional. Derek is a consummate professional. He networks. He always invests in learning new skills. So I want to hear from you 
So what I've been really doing is trying to answer the question, why I matter, right? What's my purpose? Why do I wake up every morning and suck up air and consume resources? What's my value in this whole equation of life? And this pandemic has allowed me to think about that even more. If I consider I used to drive to work maybe 40 minutes one way, so it's about an hour and a half or so round trip. I'm not making that tra those travels anymore. If I have time to uh, leverage that extra time to do something, and so I've uh, committed myself to reading and learning more about how to navigate these difficult times. So I've got this time on my hands. Hmm, what can I do with that time? I think that's one of the most important things that we have to do is ask ourselves questions about ourselves. Why do we matter? Why are we here? Am I working on myself? You know, we go to school for, for years and then we stop learning. We get a job and we think that's good enough. But if you take your job or your business and you think about it like a sports, uh, like a sports professional, a sports professional not only plays the game, he has to go to hours and hours of practice to win at the game. But what we do is we just go to work and we go to work and we go to work. We don't come home and do workouts on our profession or our craft. We don't make ourselves excellent at our jobs. And I'm saying that as a broad statement. Some people do. You, you get my point. But, hey, I come home, I'm like, okay, how do I get better at my job? Or if I have a craft or a talent I want to get better at, how do I come home and perfect or gain mastery in that area? So I've been doing things like um, I love music. So I started taking piano lessons. I took that hour and a half that I have a day, and I invested a half hour in taking piano lessons. And um, I spent another half hour practicing and, and so forth. But that's a way that I can invest in me. I've taken the other time and I'm doing more reading on specifics, right? Why do I matter? I matter because I'm an African-American that has gained a certain level of success. I have a voice that can add value to these times with the pandemic and with the social injustice coupled together, right? We know that a high occurrence of African-Americans are suffering from the pandemic, high um, recidivism rate in prison and all these other things that are hitting the black community. I have a voice. However, I need to educate my, myself so that my voice is a contributor and not a distraction. Yes, black lives matter, but do you understand the movement? It's great to hold up a sign saying Black Lives Matter, but do you understand the movement? And are you adding your voice to a movement that you totally understand? There are, very, uh, there are a lot of complexities that we have to navigate when we talk about this health crisis, when we talk about this social injustice issues. Don't just jump on the bandwagon. Educate yourself and have value to bring to the table. So that's a few of the things that I'm doing with the time now that we're shut in from the pandemic. I'm using it as, as a way to grow what I call my personal power. And most importantly, I'm working on my knowledge, my crash, my knowledge, and increasing that part of my personal power. Mm. So what is personal power? And everyone who is watching and listening, and this, this podcast is throughout the world. Right, you know this. Uh, I have a lot of uh, fans throughout the world, and of course, I will share 
contact information that people can follow you and get in contact with you. So let's talk about that personal power. We want it, right? We may crave it. We, we, we see it in others and which they get, Oh, I want some, some of that personal power. Let's talk about that. What? Absolutely. So let's get a definition of power. Right? When I talk about power, I talk about it from the physics perspective. When you're in physics class, you got taught about power and it's P equals W over Delta T or power equals work over the change or transpiring of time. And so that's power in, a, in its basic form. So when we look at power, what is power? It is the work that you do over time. That is power. So if you are working on things of value, you are accumulating power, beneficial power. If you are working on things that don't amount to much, or if you're working on something that's going to be obsolete, you're going to see your power diminish. Now, if we take back our, ourselves to um, the definition of of America, right? We live in America. So I'm going to come from the America viewpoint, right? I know we're talking to people all around the world and hopefully you can relate this to your neck of this great globe that we inhabit. But in America, when we say America, America is a continent that encompasses our neighbors to the north in Canada and south of the border in Mexico. When we talk about the United States, We talk about a constitutional republic where the supreme power belongs to the people and the people they elect. So that means power is the ability to govern and make decisions on behalf of people. So when you say power, you're talking about massive power. But when I say personal power, I'm talking about your power the power that you have over your entity as an individual. As an individual, you can create power. And that power is based on work. And that work, in my opinion, is in three areas. It's in knowledge that we talked about, but it's also in network and ownership. Your network is a base of power. The people you know, and you think about politics, right? It's all about the movers and shakers. You see parties and the balance of power power shift. Oh, the House is owned by the Democrats or the Senate is controlled by the Republicans, right? It's the power. Who has the, the overriding balance of power to make decisions on behalf of the people? Right, we're talking about power. So in your personal network, who are your influencers? If you are the brightest bulb in your group, if you are the sharpest blade in your drawer, you need to level up your network. And why is that important? I'm not telling you to throw out your friends. I'm not telling you to get away from the people that you love and you've respected and cherished over a lifetime. But if they don't have the ability to move on your behalf and make things happen for you, you need to upgrade your network, your Rolodex, so that when troubled times come, you have a call to make. If you cannot call on someone when you lost your job, or you have trouble, you need help, you need to get, gain access to capital, to uh, resources. If you don't have people in your Rolodex, you're stuck. And so many, so many times we play this, uh, oh, well, I'm not about uh, the whole notoriety and fame. It isn't about that. It's about 
network, having a group of people that can influence and move on your behalf. So when you do lose your job, you pick up that phone, you take that Rolodex and you can make a list of calls. When you get in a situation where you need assets to invest in a business or you have a charitable organization where you need resources, you have the Rolodex, you have a network of people. And again, I'm not telling you to get away from your friends and things like this. I have a song um, that I used to sing when I was a kid. I won't sing it here, but I'll give you the words. They're, they're pretty easy, but they make a powerful point in my life. It goes this way. Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other gold. And that is going to increase your power. When you take that gold and that silver, it's interesting precious metal, which leads to that other uh, uh, pillar of, of power, which is ownership, an ownership of viable assets, silver and gold, land, property, and things of that nature, investments, a business, ideas, a book, both of us are authors, that is an asset. The things that you can create with your, your hands are yours. Those are yours and you own them. You have the right to them. That means you have ownership to those things and that's powerful. So when you can create content, when you can own land or investments, you have power. And when you have power, you have influence. And when you have influence, you can make a difference. Mm, wow. There's so much that you have packed in the last few minutes, uh, Derek. So I just want to make sure. I hope I'm not running on. You know, I'm passionate. You know, I'm so passionate about this. And I talk so much about, you know, goal setting and purpose and all of these things. But right now I'm focused on legacy. And legacy is that conduit and that uh, synonym for power. Because if you think about legacy, what is legacy? Legacy is the transferring of wisdom, well-being, and wealth to your family, friends, and future generations. Well, roll that back. What did I say power was? Power was the transference of energy. And what is that energy? That energy is the work and the effort that we placed over time that's transferred to others. So your legacy is a powder keg of power that you pass on to your family, friends, and future generation. So when you hear me talk about power, I'm talking about legacy. I, I have this follow-up question for you, Derek. Um, sure, absolutely. So power, which is uh, was the pillars of knowledge, network, and ownership. Derek, why is, why is this important to you? As a, as a man, as a human, um, could you talk well, about you that? Know, I've been in my career for 30, nearly 30 years, almost 30 years now. And you go through cycles in life, right? You're young, you're ambitious, you're trying to go make your way in the world. You start businesses or you do different things to make your mark. You compete. Uh, you try to do the best you can. And then you get later in life, you reach that arc where you have a full view of what's behind you and what's ahead of you. And what's ahead of me is my legacy, is what am I leaving behind? 
what value will I leave for Mark? And say, Mark can say, hey, man, Derek was a good guy. Here's some of this content. Here's some of the, his books. Here's some of the lessons that he learned. And by the way, he made an endowment to my foundation. That's what I'm interested in now. I don't need to compete to climb a ladder or my business is bigger than yours and all of that. It won't really matter. What will matter is what I pass on. That power that I leave for my family, friends, and future generations. And so that's why it's so important to me. It's like, yeah, what kind of power have I amassed? And what will I leave? You know, I often think about my mom, who was a single mother, educated woman for the times, and uh, gainfully employed at that. Uh, however, I can't uh, help but think about what she would have done with the additional 30% in income that was given to her peers that happened to be men. But besides all that, uh, she grew up in, in very difficult circumstances and raised me to have an education. And she gave me one of the pillars of power. She didn't give me a network. She didn't give me a lot of great wealth, but she gave me education. And sometimes we can look back on what our parents did or passing away. Oh, I didn't come from a good family or I didn't do this. But quite honestly, they pass you a baton. They ran their race. And they took a baton and handed it to you, not for you to look back and criticize, but you, for you to look forward and you take that baton and do a little bit more and hand it to your future generations. But so many of us lay down on the job. We complain, oh, hey, you know, I don't have the same opportunity as others and all of this. We make the excuses and all of that. You are laying down on the job. Your great-grandmother, your great-grandpappy, didn't feel that way. They worked hard believing that one day you were going to achieve great things. And if it wasn't you, it was going to be your future generation. They stood up on each other's shoulders to give us opportunity. And so you take what you get and you move forward. And that's the power of legacy. Because when you realize it's bigger than you, you just play, you just have a baton in your hand. Your job is to get that finish line and hand it over to someone who will take it beyond you. And so I'm like, okay, well, whoever I give it to, they're going to have to have their tongue hanging out because I'm going to get it done. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to achieve. I'm going to leave great wisdom, well-being, and wealth for my family, friends, and future generations. And I look forward to seeing what they take and do with what I leave for them. Mm. Wow. This is a beautiful answer, um, Derek, my friend. Uh, I will cherish this episode as I always do every time you appear on Speak Brave. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> yeah. So we are, yeah, I think a lot about, yeah, you know, I think a lot about this stuff and, um, you know, my next book that is with the publishers now for under review and edit, uh, is called evolve, or at least what we're thinking it is right now is evolve. And it's, it's my personal and professional uh, manifest manifesto. And it really focuses on these things that we're talking about. There's a lot of challenges about what you um, believe and what you think about in life because there's some really important principles. If you're going to be successful in life, you have to make decisions on. You cannot avoid it. You have to take a stance on certain things in life. 
Otherwise, you're going to be stuck and you're not going to move forward. But in there, I say, no matter where you are in life, there's three things that you need to succeed. One, a mind to think with, a heart to show compassion, and the ability to cultivate a relationship with your creator. With those three things, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are, where you come from, the, the cards you've been dealt, all that stuff. With those three things, you can do amazing things. Absolutely. Derek, we're coming to a close of this interview. Could you just tell us maybe in a sentence or two about your methodology for goal setting as an invitation for listeners and viewers to contact you and perhaps work together on different projects? Well, you know, Mark, it's, it's complex. Uh, don't allow people to throw, hey, just make smart goals and, and go do your thing. There are things you need to know about yourself. There, need, there are things you need to know about yourself in context of the world. There's some things, ideas, and values you have to ground yourself around before you can truly say, this is why I'm here, and these are the things I'm supposed to accomplish. So that is basics of even getting started on setting goals, is to have a foundation of understanding who you are, your brand, what's your values, what do you stand for? All of these different things are critical to setting goals. And then you have to be able to say, hey, okay, uh, life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. So many people, New Year's resolution, here's 100 things, I'm gonna go kill it. You know, weight's always on there, and by February, you, you know, forget the resolutions, it's out. I know that's one thing, you do not believe in resolutions, and I agree with you. I believe in setting goals and having plans, and I also believe that it's about the long game. So if you try to set goals, I believe you set three to five goals for yourself, right? You, you're, you're, every year, you know, oh, I got 50 things I got to go do, and it's so crazy. You know, what are the two or three things? That if you did those two or three things and were meaningful, they would change the trajectory of your life. Some yeah. people yeah. maybe get more education, right? Get a, get a certification, get a degree, increase my education and knowledge. Some it may be get a better handle on my finances. Understand my relationship with my creator. Big things. I'm not talking about, hey, I want to eat less carbs. <laughs> Which is, hey, weight is nothing to laugh about because I struggled with weight throughout my life off and on. So I know it's a challenge. But my point being, what's going to exist beyond you? What are the goals that will leave a legacy? And so those are the things that in my methodology that I work on over a year. So most people uh, I uh, consult with and coach with, it's a year-long uh, commitment to partner together so that after a cycle of setting goals, setting the plans, and then achieving the, plan, the goals, you now know how to fish for yourself. So we go through a cycle, and it takes about 12 months to do it really well. And so I uh, always am encouraged when people want to take that journey. Very few people do because it is a commitment to you. And you know who we are the least committed to? Ourselves. 
Wow. Uh, if this doesn't wake you up, I'm not sure what will. Uh, Derek, you are a treasure, a delight to talk to always. Thank you I so much. I appreciate that. Always, always appreciate that. I, we, we need to uh, come to a close of this interview um, <laughs> and then have you be a guest again, because I think every time the, the, uh, your episodes are some of the highest rated on my podcast. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, the, the show says it all, speak brave. And so I'm always empowered. Just when I hear the name, I'm going to be on speak brave. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, Derek, could you just share, share with us what is the best way for people to connect with you now? Yeah. Remember Derek, C lot D E R E K C L O T T Derek C lot.com. So that's my website. If you go to Instagram, I'm most active on Instagram at Derek C lot again, and same on Facebook. And I do have a Facebook page out there. Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm not on YouTube yet. I am encouraged by, by your work and maybe I'll get out there soon. Uh, when I get, uh, you know, my photo, Jim, you know, that, that together. But uh, I appreciate it and hope folks will uh, enjoy the content that we're putting out there. Absolutely. Thank you, Derek, for your time, for your grace and your presence. And I want to thank you for watching and listening. I know that your time, your presence, your attention, some of the most precious things that you can share with another human and with us. So it's not lost on me, and I'm deeply grateful for your contribution, your support. 